Welcome to Quantum Conversations, where we explore the energetics of healing, from frequencies to metaphysics, technology to astrology, from science to nature, everything is energy, even you. My mission is to help you feel empowered to take your health back into your hands. My hope is that you will open your heart and your mind to a universe full of possibilities and join me for this healing exploration. Let's discover a new dimension of wellness together. We all know that water is vital to our survival, and most of us are aware that our tap water isn't as safe as it used to be. So we filter out contaminants like chlorine and fluoride and assume that's enough to make our drinking water safer and healthier for our bodies. But what if there's more to it? What if the energy, structure, and frequency of your water matters just as much, if not more, than removing contaminants alone? What if this is so vital that it could change everything you thought you knew about the water you drink? My guest today is Zach Greenfield of Greenfield Water Solutions. Zach spent most of his career as a professional paramedic, firefighter, and flight paramedic. And after transitioning from frontline rescue to working in his family's business, he now serves as the operations director at Greenfield Water, which was founded by his father, Gary Greenfield, whose lifelong fascination trans whose lifelong fascination with water transcended into a profound journey when a friend's tale of healing sparked an insatiable curiosity about the invisible energies of water. Delving deep into the natural principles governing water, Gary embarked on global expeditions, conducted riveting experiments, and witnessed nature's astounding mechanisms firsthand. Today, Greenfield Water Solutions embodies these discoveries, offering products that infuse life force energy into tap water. Their advanced structured water filter units are designed to emulate nature's water purification processes, offering much more than just purification. As operations director, Zach Greenfield is committed to educating, pioneering research and development, and tackling the multifaceted challenges of water filtration. His aim is to deliver not only cutting edge water filtration technology, but also products that enhance life force energy and become an integral part of their customers' pursuit of a natural, healthy lifestyle. If you aren't familiar with the importance of the energetics of water, if you've been looking for water filtration solutions for your kitchen, your entire home, or your family farm, or if you think that a reverse osmosis system under your sink is all you need, this episode is definitely for you. Let's dive in. Hi, Zach. Welcome. And thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be I'm, here. Yeah, I'm so excited to talk about structured water today. This is something that I have been studying for a while, but I really researched more in depth this year. And before we get into the science and the quantum physics behind it, I'd really like our listeners to get to know the history behind Greenfield Water which was actually started by your dad. 
uh, he's been on quite the journey with water and it started with a friend who had a healing experience from what I understand. So how did this company and your father's fascination with water come to be? Well, yeah, I did start with a friend that was sort of like that piqued his interest into all of this. And then, you know, he started to look deeply into health and raw food diets and stuff. He found that water was, you know, a really big factor in all of this. And, you know, Western culture, especially, I think has very little understanding of water. You know, we think of water as like, well, water, you know, we filter it or whatever. And, you know, and it's either don't drink tap water, drink filtered water, but there's so much more to water. And that's even in the, you know, in the mainstream science community, in addition to the energetics of the water, which academia doesn't really cover very much. So, you know, he developed, he's always been fascinated with water from a young age. He grew up in Miami and, um, you know, lived in the ocean basically. And, you know, his fascination with water took him to India. When he first started diving deep, he started, um, you know, researching a lot of water pioneers like Victor Schauberger and Masaru Emodu and, you know, and different individuals like that. And he ended up going to India and um, really dove deep on a lot of these concepts when, you know, experimenting with water. You know, he, he, had the um, opportunity to meet a lot of um, really incredible people over there as well. Um, you know, farmers and people that were, you know, more familiar with water and, and how it operated. And so he spent a lot of time over there in um, experimenting and building, you know, what has now become our Vortex or Energizer, which, you know, we're not the only person that sells that concept of structured water, but we have our own special way of doing it that's been the result of many many years of you know his work experimenting working with farmers working with animals working with people with health issues and you know really diving deeply into the energetics of the water and you know these foundational aspects of water that really are not very mainstream today and that you know and so he developed this vortex or energizer which is a water structuring device that also energizes the water using pure biomimicry and natural principles. And, you know, he had this product and, um, you know, he, he needed to find a way for people to accept something like this because especially Western culture is very slow to, um, it's getting, it's getting better, I think, but, um, he needed a way for the modern world to accept, technology like this. And so that's when we started taking these natural principles and then pairing them with modern innovation and actual just mainstream water filtration, and then marrying these two together to develop a system that would, you know, filter broad spectrum contaminants, and then also structure and energize the water to bring it back to a foundational health enhancing state. Basically, putting life force energy back in the water is how he puts it. Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. And I'm sure that many people who are listening probably consider themselves pretty well educated on the need to filter water. Like we get it. Our tap water is polluted. It's incredibly 
challenging to find a pure natural source. And yeah. there may be some listeners who are familiar with like Masuro Emoto's work, like you mentioned, the crystallation of water after introducing it to certain sounds and words. Um, some may even be aware of the effect of frequencies on water. But the question I get most often is, what is structured water and why should I care? A water <laughs> molecule is two hydrogen atoms and one oxygen, and mm. you can't change that. So right. what does structured water even mean? And how would you explain this phenomenon? So, and that's correct. And we're not changing the molecule, but we're more a changing, we're more changing the arrangement of molecule molecules. So when you look at spring water um, and a lot of this, a lot of these concepts are, um, we have studied through trials, but also through, there are some individuals like Dr. Gerald Pollack at the University of Washington, who has tried to mimic some of these principles in a lab to be able to come up with a more scientific explanation. But basically, when you take water from a spring in nature, um, this water naturally has a higher permeability. The uh, molecules in the water are arranged in a very, like a hexagonal formation. And this does a lot of things to the water. So when you when water travels from a spring to our water treatment facilities, it's going through a lot of straight pipes with right and left angle turns. And then of course it's treated chemically at these plants before it's put out into you know, the real world. And um, when you look at bulk water, which would be like tap, tap water from a water treatment facility in a city versus structured water, in bulk water, the molecules are sort of randomly bouncing around. There's really not a lot of structure to them. It has a lower, um, a lower permeability. And of course, um, and I'm sure we'll dive in deeper to this, but water actually is sort of a malleable computer. That's one thing they've discovered at the University of Washington is that it's able to receive and transmit information. And so it will pick up information that travels along its course. And a lot of that's very corrupted information and you know, negative on the water. And so um, structured water is basically water in its totally natural state where the molecular arrangement of H2O molecules is, is more aligned, which increases its permeability. But, you know, as water travels down mountains um, through waterfalls and stuff, it's picking up energy from earth minerals. So if you're to look at water that's been sitting in a gas station in a water bottle and you put that through electrophotonic videography, also known as gas discharge visualization, the energy is very low in the water. Um, it's the water has been through a lot of unnatural processes that sort of steals the energy from it. So when you look at spring water, natural spring water, and you look at those side by side, it's a night and day difference. The, the, it looks like fireworks almost when you, when you see how energized it is. Wow, yeah, and, that's, I, I, you know, yeah. and so that's something that, um, to bring water back to that state using biomimicry requires like a deep understanding of how natural principles work and how vortices work in nature and how energy transfer works in nature and resonance. And so um, the easiest way to describe structured water would be water that's been brought back to its completely natural state using biomimicry. Um, and one of the one of the easiest ways to describe that would be this water other than in addition to higher energetics, it has an increased permeability. 
And so this plays out into how it is transferred across cellular membranes, semi-permeable membranes and osmosis, our DNA stability, the formation of you know, amino acids and proteins um, has a really profound effect on those you know, that we've been able to quantify, you know, not only in a lab setting, but also where I think it's more directly and accurately quantified, which is in nature and in grow operations and, and doing, you know, um, control plots and using scientific methodology in nature to compare the two side by side. So um, there's a lot, we can dive deeper, deeper into the science behind this, but it, in in layman's terms, that's the best way to describe it. That's the most easily digestible. Mm -hmm. So I find it interesting that you mentioned the hexagon shape of the molecules. It's not that the cluster of the H2O is changing shape, but it's when all of the H2O molecules are like linking together that they create like a hexagonal shape. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, that's okay. that's what that's what they've noticed, and we see that a lot in nature, of course, right? We yeah. See, Everything in nature has vortices to it. That's where we see vortices. We see hexagonal shapes, even with beehives. Um, there's mm -hmm. there's certain synchronicities in nature that that you know we notice that are very much a part of the correct um, way that nature operates and how and how things move through nature. And and you know, um, but yeah, it's it's fascinating, you know, as we learn more and more about this, not only from like a natural perspective, but also when we see this stuff in, in lab settings too, which is a lot of times what Western culture latches on to. They want to see stuff happen in a lab. They want to see, you know, a lot of data. And that can be very difficult to do when you're dealing with something that you that revolves around energetics, which of course everything does. Right. So, yeah. So you touched on this a little bit, um, but just to kind of help people understand, there's a lot of ways that water can lose its natural structure and become what we call this like dead water, losing its life force energy. What are some of the ways that that happens? And then also what effect does that have on the body? Yeah. So when when as soon as water leaves its natural environment like a spring or under the cool cover of forest shade or in a mountain and it's brought down through straight pipes immediately that starts the destructuring process so in nature we don't see anything move in a directly straight line as it pertains to water everything water takes whatever path that it will which usually involves a lot of twists and turns so when we subject it to a a completely enclosed um, you know, uh, symmetrical straight pipe with right turns and left turns, um, that will start to destructure water. And then, you know, in addition to the physical structure of water, the energetics are also corrupted when we start adding things like chlorine and, um, you know, all these uh, corrupted contaminants that it picks up once it goes into city water. And that includes pharmaceuticals like estrogen and progestin, which are they're in the water in crazy amounts and, and mm -hmm. pesticides and herbicides. And these all have a profound effect on water and how our body reacts to it. Not just from the standpoint of the water being contaminated with, with things in our modern world that we, you know, that we're generally very careless about, but also the energetics of the water. Cause water is, 
you know, like I said earlier, it is a malleable computer. It's able to receive store information and transmit information as part of its duty. So water's duty is to clean, feed, and protect. That's what it does in nature. That's what we see um, with, with water everywhere. And so when this, when water is corrupted in this way, it makes it harder for it to perform its function. And so um, water, when we look at water in a spring, that would be a great example of structured water. Um, when you, things that will destructure water are obviously going to be um, uh, water traveling through straight pipes as it goes through its water treatment process, but also water in a state of stagnancy where it's exposed to heat and it's stagnant. You know, we see that with um, stagnant ponds that have, you know, um, mosquito larvae growing in it. It's water you wouldn't mm -hmm. drink. We see that with water that's been bottled and put on a shelf for who knows how long. Um, water will maintain its structure very effectively in the right environment. But when it's exposed to environments that, it, you know, um, that are generally like buying water from a gas station, that water is generally very dead. Other things that will um, remove the energetics from water would be like distillation or reverse osmosis. That process is a very, um, it's a, it removes all the mineral, the source minerals from the water, which of course provide a lot of energy. And that puts the water into a very acidic dead space. That's very, you know, that's prime, uh, grounds for micro breeding, like in mm -hmm. an RO holding tank. So, you know, Generally speaking, once you structure water, um, even through like natural, uh, through a natural way, it will stay structured for a very long time, as long as it's in a cool, dark environment, which we would see in nature. Water springs generally, uh, the best spring water is generally under shade of, uh, or forest cover in a cooler environment. And um, these are things that will maintain the water structure. Uh, generally speaking though, when you see, you know, um, like Mountain Valley spring water, a great spring water. Um, it's very pure. It's a very transparent company, but then that water is likely not structured though, because it's been sitting for who knows how long on a shelf. Right. And so water has to be in movement in order to yes. maintain its structure indefinitely. It just can be thinking, still, but yeah. yeah. I just keep thinking, sorry, about the like feminine energy of water and almost mm -hmm. that like she doesn't want to be contained. She needs to be free and flowing and moving. And you think of the oceans and the rivers and even the bigger lakes that have waves and stuff. Um, yeah. yeah, that's kind of coming through for me right now. Just that like we can't contain her. You can't bottle her up. <laughs> right. That's a great example. And it's very mm -hmm. true with water. Um, mm -hmm. So there are other systems out there that claim to structure and energize water electrically or in different ways. And in one of your dad's blogs, he um, had a pretty strong opinion about this. So yeah. do these other systems work? And how long does the water typically stay structured with these other methods? Yeah. Um, I think a great example that comes to mind would be the like Kangen water. Um, I think Kangen is an excellent company. They're, what they're doing is great. And I think that the benefits of Kangen water are can be really awesome, the short-term benefits, but you can do the same thing naturally. So mm -hmm. um, in, in, I think that blog post you were talking about, you know, while he was looking into the, this 
very complex world of water, he came upon Kangen and he saw that it was plugged into the wall. And, you know, his whole concept is like, we can never outdo nature. And whenever we try to outdo nature, it usually ends up with um, a cost. There's usually a cost to it. And so he, you know, intuitively he went to this presentation and he saw the benefits of King and modern. They're very impressive. And, but he said, well, we can, there has to be a way to do this naturally. So he ended up going to South Korea and got, got involved with ceramic mineral balls and some different technology that South Korea has. They're very, South Korea is a very advanced country when it comes to water. They have some great, there's a lot of great stuff that comes out of South Korea. And so he bought this mineral pitcher with ceramic mineral balls and, um, and a few other things that he put together himself. And he went back to this presentation and he had them, uh, and, and he compared them side by side. And the first time it came through, he had um, the same results as the Kangen machine with a $60 pitcher, water pitcher. Interesting. And so they're like, well, something must be wrong. And so they did it again and had the same results. And, and that was really just for him to, he was to, he, his inner truth told him that the natural way is the best way. And we can do it naturally just using biomimicry without having to plug something in without something that requires, you know, some sort of man-made technology. And so that's when he continued on his journey and, you know, that gave him some, you know, some validation that this could be done naturally without using a machine like that. Um, you know, and if, and I think if you look at the data, there, there's a lot of really powerful data that, that shows something like a Kangen is effective, but as far as like long-term benefits, you know, the idea is that when you're, when you're alkalized, when we see water alkalized in nature with minerals. Um, so when you take the minerals away, the water becomes acidic. When you put them back, it becomes more alkaline. When we make the water alkaline without the natural process of the water going through minerals, um, we, it, it sort of tricks the body into thinking that you're drinking alkaline water because our bodies, of course, we're connected to the earth. When we drink alkaline water, it's, it's almost under the assumption that this is highly mineralized water. Mm. And so there may be some long-term effects of, of, you know, over alkalization of your GI tract or cardiac tissue damage that are probably still, there's, there's, there's not enough data there. I don't think, um, for me personally to, to say that this is like either bad or good, mm-hmm. but with the concepts that we're using with just biomimicry and non-sacrificial energy, we're getting incredible results in, in through a device that operates purely off principles of biomimicry, doesn't need to be plugged in, never needs to be replaced, the vortex or portion, and continues, you know, after many years of even when we first construct or when Gary first constructed these, working incredibly well with the same results that we that we see in agriculture and livestock and anecdotally on humans as well. Yeah, that's so interesting. I have always believed that we can't outdo nature. I really don't think that that um, is something that is possible for humans alone to do. And anytime we try to outsmart nature, nature always wins. Um, And so I really like that you guys tapped into 
what nature has provided to us and created a simple solution. Um, but let's talk about yeah. some of the traditional methods of filtering water. We've tapped on them a little bit, but we have reverse osmosis, physical filtration system, lots of claims being made about the efficacy of mm -hmm. the different types of filters that are out there. Uh, what do you wish people knew about these traditional systems, especially reverse osmosis? Yeah, you know, the U.S. is very, for for a long time, the water industry has been, um, the typical recommendation is an RO and a softener. That's very common for most homes in, in America with local service companies. Um, one of the biggest things to understand is that reverse osmosis although generally does a really good job, you, it doesn't always do a good job. Um, it's thought that because the lab tests show that, oh, we're, we're getting 100% removal of this and this and this, let's buy this. Well, those are lab tests. So those are performed in a controlled environment with water that's usually acidic, around 6.5. And so you have, you're always going to get great results in a lab versus once you put that machine into real world water, like tap water in the city that you live in. And many times people think that, well, the water tastes good, so we must be getting it clean. And in reality, there's not very many contaminants that have a taste to them or an odor. Chlorine is a big one. Um, sulfides are, you know, another one. But when you, but so when you're drinking water that tastes good and appears to be clean, many times it has contaminants in it that you're not aware of. And so people will buy a system based off the lab reports, they'll install it, the water will taste good and they'll think they're fine. And they may only be getting 50% of what that lab set, lab test shows because of how complex and dynamic water is. So then you look at some other aspects of RO, um, it's environmentally pretty terrible because we have concentrated contaminants, you know, going down a drain back into our aquifers. And we also have, so there's a lot of water waste involved with them. It's usually more than is stated on the device. But, um, you know, the other issue is that it's going into, because the, the pressure is so low on an RO, you have to have a holding tank for it to be able to build up water for you to drink and, and get water at a decent pressure out of your tap. So once it goes through that reverse osmosis process, you're stripping the water of all the minerals and then it's going into a holding tank. And then what happens in that holding tank, the water is stagnant and lacking all minerals. So it's basically dead water. Mm -hmm. um, there's a few problems with this. Number one, if you cut a RO holding tank in half after a year of use, you're probably gonna find a lot of bacteria in there. Oh, Reason being gosh. is because when you have a water dispenser, um, if you have kids, you're changing a diaper, you touch the end of that tip by accident, inevitably it can happen. Bacteria is going to go straight down into that tank and it's going to be in an environment that's great for, for breeding microbes because it's acidic environment and it's stagnant. It's not moving. And so a lot of times we see issues with ROs, holding tanks, if they're not maintained properly. Um, I'm not, I'm not like anti-RO. RO has a place for sure, especially mm -hmm. if people with brackish water that have salt in their water, ROs remove sodium from the water. So there are some benefits to it. Um, we sell solutions where if someone already has an RO, they can place a structuring device and a mineralizer on it and they'll have, you know, they'll be able to fix that water in a sense. But, you know, you know, my, our, our thought is that if we can get better 
the same or better filtration than RO without all the water waste and all the negative ben or all the negative aspects of RO, that is our goal. Um, because obviously our health is our first priority, right? So <laughs> I'm not going to not buy an RO because it's hard on the environment. The priority is my personal health first and the health of, you know, my kids. And then, you know, we think about the environment. Um, but if we can approach that from an angle of getting the same or better filtration than RO with different technologies that we use um, without wasting the water and without having, you know, all this space taken up under the sink and all these concentrated contaminants being wasted, in, you know, down a drain, then that's the, the way that we want to go. Um, another, another aspect of RO water that if it's not remineralized, um, drinking acidic water, water always attempts to balance itself however it can. So it's going to take minerals from wherever it can to balance its pH before it can really perform in our bodies as it's supposed to. And so that re can result in long-term um, pulling it from our bones and teeth, but you know, also a priority from the food we've eaten. And so it doesn't make sense to have water be something that is taking something from us. Water should be right. something that's providing a life force energy and a vitality when we drink it. And so, yeah, absolutely. you know, it's just, those are some reasons that I'm not a huge fan of RO, but yeah. if you have an RO, it can be fixed. There's ways to make that water better. It's just not the most ideal way in my own opinion. Um, right. And to my, in my understanding, Minerals also require some level of electrical charge, some level of energy in order to work properly in our body. And so even if people are adding minerals to their RO water, I'm curious, do you know if that is really making a difference? Is that helping the water or is it still kind of having that effect of pulling minerals out of your body when you drink it? I think it depends how it's done. I mean, you know, unfortunately, a lot of times when we remineralize water the way a lot of people do it, where they're adding trace minerals to the water, the water just doesn't taste great. Um, right. And, uh, and and ultimately, you can remineralize water, and waters do, or and minerals do, uh, emit energy, uh, but it, they're not all created equal. And you know, I I think the main reason that a lot of people remineralize that water is to um, is to bring that water to a more alkaline state so they're not mm -hmm. drinking such acidic water. Yeah. Um, ultimately, ultimately, when you're just filtering water, even if you're just remineralizing it, you're still not, you're still preventing things from happening in your body, like endocrine, endocrine disruptors from having tons of arsenic in your water or, you know, uh, neurological issues from too much fluoride in your water and stuff like that. Yeah, you can prevent those, but really the, 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 the goal of water in a natural state and what it was meant to be was to, it was to add to our life, was to yes. clean, feed and protect, perform functions in the body. And it can't really do that if it's in a low energy state, you know, it's like, um, it's the same with humans. When we're in a low energy state, we don't, nothing works as well. When our cells are exposed to heavy, heavy EMF they can't perform their functions as well because they're irritated. And so when we can, you know, introduce water that's in a natural state to the body, everything is going to improve. It's a very foundational aspect of a health journey. It's really starting with water. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think we have been so abusive to our water sources, not just with the pollutants and the pesticides and herbicides and things that people like companies are dumping into our rivers and stuff. But now we are gluing cell towers onto our water towers. And I personally have looked at different water structures and uh, microscopic images of what EMFs and cellular energy does to our water. And so I can only imagine if the, the water tower itself is just covered in cell emitters, cellular emitters and 5G and 3G and 4G and all of that. And it starts off like that. And then it goes down into our pipes and it's like going through all these straight pipes and right and left turns. And then it comes to a reverse osmosis system and then sits in a holding tank full of bacteria. (laughs) Like we have to do better because truly like the overall goal is not only to improve our health, but to create pure living drinking water. And we ultimately need to heal and purify our natural water sources and our springs and our aquifers and our city systems, all of it. Um, This is, yeah, this is so important. I could get on a whole soapbox just about that. Um, Okay. So some hot topics in water filtration are fluoride, chlorine, and heavy metals. So if someone was to look up their local city water quality report, what are some red flags that they should look for? All right, we're about halfway through this episode and I just had to pause the conversation for this quick plug. If you're an aquaphile like me and you're already excited about what Greenfield Water has to offer and you're thinking one of their systems is exactly what you've been looking for, then be sure to check the show notes and the description below for my special discount to save 10% on your purchase. Or if you're still curious to learn more, stay with me and we'll jump back in. Well, anytime you look at a a city water report or a lot of people now are familiar with EWG.org, which is Mm -hmm. an environmental working group, which um, is is one aspect that should be looked at, but their data is not always totally accurate. The most accurate way is to really go to your city's water source. This provides a range of contaminants that are in the water that are, they abide by um, the uh, federal health guidelines. Um, and these guidelines in America are wildly loose. Um, you know, if you look at the, so we follow health guidelines, the HGL. So if you look at health guidelines compared to federal guidelines, there's a drastic difference. We'll take mm, arsenic, for instance. Interesting. The federal limit for arsenic in the city water is 10 parts per billion. The health guideline is 0.0004 parts per billion. So wow, the health guideline is a very um, well-defined guideline that says you can drink this water for the rest of your life and not experience, you know, endocrine issues or organ issues or um, body function issues by drinking this water. Trace contaminants in water are normal. It's acceptable. As long as they're under the health guideline, um, they're trace enough. But when you look at what is in tap water and they're saying, you know, the water is safe and um, we're, we, we haven't had any violations, you know, in the past, however many years. And people take that and it's like, well, we can just drink the tap water. Then it says it's safe. But in reality, it's, it's far from safe. It's extremely unsafe. And a lot of those guidelines are more political. 
They're more mm-hmm. like, what can we get away with in the water so that we don't have to spend more money to, to filter it better? And that's a huge concern for, for a massive concern for health. It is causing, you know, people to have their, uh, massive hormone issues. Yeah. And, and I'm one the, of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and the problem with that is people don't realize it's from the water. And so they go and they'll get on medication to correct it. But all they're doing is they're throwing a medication at something that's going to continue happening if they don't fix the source of where it's coming from. And that's a huge concern that we see with a lot of people. So usually looking at the city water reports is good because they do have transparency in how they test. Um, and so they will give a range because if you were to just take a test on your tap right now, you're going to have a snapshot of where the water's at tomorrow. That might change drastically. So the advantage of looking at a city water report is that you're able to see the range of contaminants. We know the fluoride is going to be between, let's say, 0.3 and 0.8. That means if they add it on a Tuesday, it's probably going to be pretty high for a few days and then taper off down. You know, And so that's the, that's the advantage of a city water report is because we can kind of see the ranges that are in there. And then, um, and, and that's, you know, uh, that can change how you filter your water. If you have a lot of arsenic in your water and you're buying a standard water or fridge filter, it's not going to get 1% of the arsenic out of the water. Getting arsenic out, it requires a, a, it requires, uh, there's a process to getting it out. Mm-hmm. And so the way we formulate our filters is, um, we, we use pH adjusting filters that will actually scavenge hydrogen to drop the pH of the water temporarily, not by removing minerals like an RO. And what that does is we're able to affect negative ion contaminants at a higher level and remove contaminants to a higher degree because we're putting the water in a state where it can actually be filtered where, so that also gets us closer to what you'd see in a lab test, right? So those lab tests, they're using acidic water in a lab. And so, you know, that, you know, our goal with these, uh, with these areas of the U S that have bad water is to really be able to have this customer buy a system and know with pretty good confidence that it's going to manage the broad spectrum contaminants and pharmaceuticals that they have in their water. And, um, it's amazing, but that's, that's, that's the best place to start if you're on city water. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk chemistry for a little bit. You've said that structuring and energizing water is actually a higher priority to you than filtering out toxins and heavy metals. And some people maybe have a hard time wrapping their minds around that. Um, you talked about how you temporarily, change the pH of the water. So let's just break this down for people for a little bit. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, and, and when I say that, as far as priorities go, if I had a choice between filtering the water or structuring and energizing it, I would probably choose structuring and energizing it. Cause what we see is, um, when we place the water in an ideal state to be used by ourselves, our bodies are going to perform more efficiently. They're also going to remove contaminants more efficiently and toxins more efficiently. When we have an increased permeability of the water, we're able to get a deeper detox. I mean, we'll have some customers that will have a Herxheimer reaction with our system installing it, which not a great feeling, but it's a very positive response in that we're initiating a deep detox in our body. And so, um, and you know, uh, structuring and energizing is going to make the process and make your cells work more efficiently. 
Um, we see this in our trials in agriculture with plant cells. Uh, we see, you know, with the amount of water that we use, with the amount on conventional farms, their decreased pesticide and chemical usage, and then, of course, their massively increased crop yields. And, you know, a big part of that is that water being placed in a ideal state. So because water's goal in an energized structured state is to clean, feed, and protect, it's able to do that much more efficiently. And so that's why I would choose, if I had to, a choice, I would choose structuring and energizing. If the most ideal is to filter the water and structure and energize it though. Yeah. It'd be great if you could do both. Yeah. And yeah. that makes sense. So let's see here. What are some of the solutions that Greenfield Water has created? Let's talk about those. So we've, uh, in the past several years, we've developed a lot of products and um, uh, we work closely with a company in Germany called Watchwater. Um, that's where some of our filters come from, not all of them, but that's where we were introduced to this pH adjusting technology where basically where the water is going to come into the filter system, it's going to go through what's called a pH filter. That's going to drop the pH of the water down to an acidic state. Um, and because we're scavenging hydrogen, as soon as it exits that and goes into the other filter, the pH starts to rise naturally. Excuse me. And so we're able to remove negative ion contaminants like arsenic and fluoride to a much higher degree. Both of those, I, I mentioned arsenic and fluoride because those are two very difficult things to get out of the water. Fluoride being the hardest. Fluoride ions are very, very stubborn, even for an RO. Mm -hmm. I think the average for RO, regardless of what it says on a test, is usually between 60 and 80%. Hmm. So, so, you know, fluoride being an excitotoxin, we, you know, uh, we don't, we, we shouldn't be ingesting fluoride. Um, it doesn't, uh, I think it's 2% of the enamel on our teeth is made up of fluoride. It's not, there's really, the, there's, there's no benefit, especially to the type of fluoride we're adding to the water. Um, I'm, I'm easily get off on a tangent on that. Right. But. <laughs> I'll come back here for a second. So it's going to go through this pH adjusting filter, and then we it hits another filter um, that's an electropositive filter that is able to uh, remove these heavy metals and pharmaceuticals with to a pretty high degree. And the degree will vary on the on the complexities of your water and the dynamics of your water. So we can never tell every customer. We can never promise this will get your water fixed which is why we encourage lab testing after they install. Um, and then, so this will be a typical under sink. We have a triple, like a three stages of filtration that it goes through. And, um, and because we encourage customers, we actually pay for half of a, of a EPA certified lab test after it's gone through this process, which wow. no companies will actually do. And the reason is, is because many times you're gonna find that, okay, we have a contaminant here. We need to get a little bit more out of. So we might send that customer a filter that's better for their specific dynamics. And, that, and we just send it to them. It's part that's of the purchase. And so most companies aren't going to do that because most companies know that there's, that there's probably going to be something that needs to be adjusted. Not all the time, but sometimes it happens. Um, and so that's our customer base is generally very strict. They have very high expectations. And so we need to be able to manage those expectations. And that's one reason, but also just because we want to get the water to have contaminants below the health guidelines. Um, a lot of our customers are sick. They have uh, 
They have uh, issues with mold. They have Lyme disease. They're, they're dealing with kids that are sick. Their kids have diabetes at, you know, age three. Mm -hmm. So a lot of our, our customer base is very sick. And so we have a big responsibility to really work hard to develop filtration systems that we can confidently sell people and, you know, have them be a benefit to their life. And that can be very, very difficult to do. But um, we have a, a, a gamut of different filtration systems, not all of them structure and energize. Our whole home systems will structure and energize the whole house. Um, the benefits of this are not only just for uh, your personal health, but what we see is structured water will actually clean the pipes of biofilm. So we'll actually see customers turn on the water will be black. Um, if we're just putting the structuring device in because of how well it cleans. Oh, wow. We have laundry. Yeah. <laughs> wow. We have laundry I live in a house. <laughs> yeah. I live in a house built in 1979. Yeah. I don't even want to know yeah. <laughs> what would come out of my pipes, Yeah, but also like, let's get it out yeah. better out than in. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And uh, um, we have a lot of laundromats using them because it's a better cleaner and has an increased oh. permeability. So they would use less water and less soap. Um, there's a lot more advantages that are just that are outside of just the the, the human cellular health level and hydration. And so, mm -hmm. um, but we have gravity feeds like a Berkey. We have Berkey replacement filters. Um, we have so basically our goal is to be able to kind of serve every budget because we use top tier quality stuff. Everything is either made in the U.S., Germany, Norway, or Italy. Um, yeah, it's expensive, and so we need to have options. For for all budgets. And so yeah, I love that you guys do that. Stuff. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And you guys have a very unique manufacturing process that has to be the best in the industry. So please <laughs> explain in detail what goes on at the manufacturing stage and how the power of intention is infused into this process. Yeah. So the, the menu, the, everything from the start to the finish has an intention to it. Um, a lot of people don't adhere to the power of intention, the power of words and, and how they affect energy and frequency, but it's very profound and, and it's becoming more, people are realizing this more and more. And so in our shop where we manufacture things in Idaho, we, we want to maintain an environment that's positive where there's good intention. So as they're creating these products, um, you know, our harmonizers have inside our harmonizer and in the resonance cartridge is it's immersed in highly, highly charged spring water with almost every element on the periodic table of elements, rare earth minerals, rare sea minerals. Um, and then um, they also have a sprinkling of every place that the owner Gary has been, that's been a, either a highly spiritual place or a well-known spring, like a healing spring, he'll gather wow. rocks or something from each of those areas and he grinds them all together. And these are placed also in the harmonizer cartridge as part of like this positive intention and frequency that's going into this. And so, you know, our employees, um, they don't listen to certain types of music. They actually listen to alms when they're stirring the um, harmonizer mixture and they're placing positive thoughts, whether for their family or, or praying for others, or really putting a lot of positive intention into this process as they go. And 
the people that we hire are not people who necessarily subscribed to these ideas. You know, you know, we, we hire um, combat veterans and, and, you know, other guys where this wasn't, they weren't really into like what some people would say this woo woo stuff, but, right. but now they're in this environment and they have, and they've worked through these processes and they're, they're, they're having these good intentions and they're careful to what they listen to and how they speak. And this is sort of in line with the idea that we're holding to with the structuring devices where the intention and the frequency that something emits, um, and, and how everything receives information. You know, this was a big thing that Masaru Emoto, you know, did in his studies with, uh, with water as far as like the intention that's spoken to water. And anyone can do these experiments today and they will get very similar results as far as how you speak to a plant as it's growing or how you're talking to your water. Intentions are so, so powerful and we don't give them enough, we don't give it enough credit. Yeah, so that's very, we're very careful in the manufacturing process to maintain an environment that's positive and healthy and basically just good energy. And so when everything is created, it's created with that in mind. And so the finished product is something that will only provide positivity and, you know, an enhancement to someone's life force vitality. and vitality. Yeah. So. That's amazing. I think that's so beautiful because there are so few businesses that are willing to take that time and effort in this world of the Amazon Prime two-day free shipping yeah. culture. Um, we are just trying to get products out as quickly as possible without thinking about the end result and without thinking about how it's being made, why it's being made, where it's going, the people that are going to be receiving it. And I just really appreciate and value that you guys are are taking that time and effort to do that. Um, you had even said at one point that you do like a little blessing over everything before it gets shipped out or there's like special water that you put on it or something. Yeah, they have a I, I can't remember where it's from. Uh, my dad knows, but they everything is is blessed with the water. That's uh, my, my my dad is um, he's very religious Eastern Orthodox. Um, mm -hmm. Those he doesn't bring the religion into this stuff a lot, but there's certain concepts of it of like blessing things with water that he he likes to do. And reality, like if whether you not you believe in that or not it's really only positive, you know, right. with the, yeah. the, meth the method that they're going through. And, yeah. um, and I think it does have a profound effect. I mean, we, we, all of our trials are, uh, follow a very strict methodology. Um, uh, but for humans, we don't make claims with, with humans, obviously, because that can be dangerous waters to do that. So we rely on anecdotal testimonies. And so we've compiled just so many of those from day one that are just so enriching for people and actually are making like nature's technology is very subtle, very positive mm -hmm. and very subtle, but it's having really profound effects on yes. people's lives. And that's really nice to see. Uh, yeah. What kind of results so are fun. you guys um, seeing and people reporting to you? So in our, uh, in our livestock, anecdotal livestock trials, um, we, we placed a harmonizer in a cow trough with other cow troughs and we had less bacteria buildup, actually no bacteria buildup. Um, and then we had uh, 100% preferential 
uh, gravitation towards that trough with just a harmonizer. So the harmonizer actually is in our vortexer. It's built into the vortexer. Um, I, I didn't explain how those work, but the vortexer is, um, it uses tr uh, toroidal vortexing. So a toroid is like a 3D a donut type of action the water goes through. So there's this triangular formation of glass or quartz spheres that go down the flow tube, which puts the toroidal aspect of vortexing water in. And, and then it goes through a resonance cartridge, which is a the harmonizer I was talking about with rare earth minerals that are um, submerged in highly charged spring water. So we take out that harmonizer and we put that in a cow trough and and a lot of people notice the benefits of the harmonizer, you know, aside from even uh, their water. Um, they'll put it under their pillow. So we have uh, kids with severe anxiety or nightmares that will have total resolution of that by putting this under oh, their wow. pillow, which um, have increased REM for people that track their sleep. Um, and basically what it does is it creates a bioshield for negative EMF. So it emits positive electromagnetic frequency. So it doesn't, neg it doesn't negate negative EMF from like 5G, but it does create a bioshield to prevent cellular irritation from these, how we're being wow. bombarded with EMF every day. So we've noticed uh, decreased mortality rates in cows that are drinking structured water from like 3 to 5% to 1 to 2%, decreased herd anxiety, faster weight gain in the cows, um, better milk. Um, wow. And these are all anecdotal. And then of course, in our agriculture trials, which we, which we use scientific methodology for, we have a 30% decrease in water usage for the crops, 30% oh decrease goodness. in pesticides and chemicals for conventional farms, and then 15 to 100% increase in crop yields. Uh, we've had farmers break records in the state of Colorado for alfalfa in the history of Colorado with vortexer. Wow. How, yeah, like, how people. does the whole world not know about this? <laughs> I feel well, like I live in Nebraska and farmers would lose their minds if yeah. they heard that. That's amazing. Farming community is very old school. They're very traditional. They're used to doing things a certain way. And so when you go to a farmer, an old school farmer, and you start talking to them about the energetics of water, it's... <laughs> Right. You, have to, you have to speak their language. And right. many times it's them seeing the results and they might yes. not even understand how the concepts work, but we have a lot of farmers that are using these with just incredible benefits all over the world. In Saudi Arabia, like uh, Nigeria, the government in Nigeria is now using them um, because of their profound effects on in just using natural principles. Um, and so the... The testimonies for humans will range from either using the vortexer or using just the harmonizer um, because you can travel with it. You put it in your purse and um, there's just so many, so many positive effects. And for some people, it's different. Some people don't notice much. Some people notice a lot, you yeah. know, and it's uh, it's very subtle. So some people are just more sensitive to it than others, but regardless, you know, it's still working um, based off the principles that we construct it with. So. That's amazing. I am a huge proponent for regenerative farming and agriculture practices. And I love that. That's actually how you guys kind of got your start. Um, but it's the system that you have created for farms seems super easy. It's just like you take out a chunk of pipe and replace it with a chunk of pipe, right? I mean, essentially. Yeah. yeah so we make them up to 12 inches. So for big farms or any, any size farm, and really it just it goes in line and then you need no maintenance. You don't, it doesn't change your flow rates. 
you just stick it in and you forget about it. That's um, incredible. So yeah. It's, I, it's pretty fascinating. I hope that any farmers that are listening, please do your research, <laughs> go to greenfieldwater.com and, and look it up because it's incredible what the yields and the crops and the orchards and everything they're, they're experiencing. Um, okay. So let's circle back to the house filtration systems. Um, there's a lot of questions I think that come up for people. First of all, I, it excites me very much that there is now a home filtering system, a whole house filtering system that also structures and energizes the water. That is something that I have been looking for for a really long time. I do own a Kangen system and it's great, but it's just at my kitchen sink. And so that means my showers and all the rest of my faucets in my house are pumping out tap water and that's what we're bathing in. And mm -hmm. I really would like to change that. So um, I did recently purchase the shower system. I'm super excited about nice. that. But um, one question, because you talked about how structured water in nature, when it starts going through pipes, loses its structure. So what is happening when I'm structuring it with your system in my house and then it's going through the pipes in my house is it still staying structured so it does so um, in our trials in agriculture um, it will stay structured through almost a kilometer of pipes so wow. um, so that's that's very effective and that's not that's a non-issue in your home we do make the okay. vortexers a certain size to be able to manage a certain size home but that's that's it's not an issue for it to become destructured in that amount of space um, the systems, the whole house systems we sell are basically, because we're not a manufacturer of filters, we shop around for who's ever doing, whoever is doing the best with whole house stuff. So we will marry different companies together based off of what results we get because we test everything first. Um, we don't sell anything that's not certified. So it has to be NSF certified, ANSI certified, IPMO we use a lot of European stuff, so it's certified to European Union standards in addition to U.S. standards. European standards are generally higher than yeah. this U.S. standards as well. Um, and so we're able to, we're able to, and we use standard housings. And the reason we do that is because as filter technology changes year over year, instead of being a proprietary company as far as the filtration side goes, you don't have to buy a new system. You can upgrade your filters and put them in your current system. And so, so long term. It's more. It's definitely easier on your budget. So, and you're not being like, oh, Greenfield came out with a new system and mine's obsolete. You mm -hmm. can actually use the same filters. And so, um, and you know, we do. We will always stay on the spearhead. So we always want to be ahead of the game with filtration. So when new technology comes out, we always test it and we, and we try it. And if it works, then it's something that we sell. But it's also important to know that like our vortex or energizers can be added onto any system out there because it goes okay. on the pipe after the system our stuff is uh our stuff is vetted very carefully it is expensive though so if someone is on a budget and they're like i can't afford a thousand dollars for under sink system or i can't afford five thousand dollars for a whole home system i'm going to buy this one over here for 1500 um and then you can add our structuring device onto it okay. um, the difference though uh, you know when you buy from us though is that we're not trying to be a huge company. We're trying to just do a really good job with your water. 
And so if someone buys an expensive whole home system and they're not getting, and because of their complexities in their water, there's some constituent that they're not getting out as high as we need to get out, we'll work with them to get it to where it needs to be. And that's part of like our commitment to providing good water. It's not really about just making a sale. And, um, but yeah, the vortexers can be added onto anything. If you have an under sink already, you can add it onto that. Because we manufacture those, we can make them to fit anything. Oh, wow. Very cool. Um, so let's say the water is coming out of my kitchen faucet and it is still structured and amazing water. Can I keep it in a bottle or a pitcher for a couple of days? Like once it is maybe contained in something, um, how long does it take to lose its structure? That's very difficult to quantify, but just through our trials and stuff, water will stay structured and energized for a very, very long time, especially when it's in the fridge. So cool okay. environments as we see in nature, cool, like. Yeah, that makes sense. Most springs are cold. Yeah. yeah. And if you look at like some effects of deforestation, for instance, when you, when you have an area that's exposed like that with heat coming down, so you have the surface temperature of the ground is a lot hotter, the water tends to travel along the surface of the ground more than when it's under forest cover. So that results in floods, more erosion, different things like that. When you have a cool environment, the water is able to go deeper into the soil and you're able to get, it just, and it, it, you're able to get the effects of structured water much more. And so that's why having it in the fridge is very helpful. Um, cool, dark environment is a great way to keep it structured for a very long time. If you just have it sitting out in, the heat for a long time that can destructure the water where you have more of high heat. Interesting. Um, so will boiling it destructure it then? So the, the energetics of the water, I'm not completely sure on the boiling aspect of it. When you have hot water going through a whole house system, that's not going to destructure. You're still going to feel all those effects in the shower. It will okay. stay energized. I'm not sure it's, it's very hard to quantify how long the water will keep a structure when boiled, okay. but we do know that with even very hot water in a home, we're keeping the structure and we're having the energized feeling because there's a very quantifiable feeling that you'll feel in the shower with structured water. The water will feel softer, almost like, uh, if you had a water softener, it has a somewhat similar effect where the water almost feels like a little bit soft or thick. Mm -hmm. And then, um, a lot of times you'll feel like a buzz or you'll, you'll feel it on your body when it, it's different. Cool. So, um, but as far as boiling, um, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I could say how much, how long it yeah, would stay structured. That's okay. That would be something I'd have to dig. Yeah. Dive so I, in. I recently purchased your water system, as I mentioned, and I just want to note here that if you're listening, go check out my YouTube video where I am attempting to install it myself. Uh, if you want to see what it looks like and how easy it is to install, um, I haven't recorded it yet, but I will. Um, and I want you to just share a little bit about the shower system because you can have the whole house system where the structured water comes from wherever your water system is located in your house. Uh, but you can also have a, a shower system that actually like screws into your shower faucet and it's an extension with a filtration head on the end of it. And how is yours different than other ones that people have seen on the market? 
So uh, the, the big thing that's different is, and this is optional, is you can get the structuring device for your shower. Um, it's an incredible shower experience. It's probably, I personally am not a super sensitive person to energetics, um, but I noticed the shower one very quantifiably. Wow. Um, so that is an optional. If some people, they don't want to spend a few hundred dollars for a structuring device, they just want the actual filter, which is $60. It's a very affordable filter. It has 15 ounces of KDF 55. Um, KDF 55 is a great filtration media. It basically exchanges electrons for contaminants. So it's a unique fil filtration process and it's a very heavy media that lasts a long time. So the shower filter is good for about 20,000 gallons. And then um, we didn't create the shower filter. It was, uh, it's created by a company out of Las Vegas. And the owner of that company also placed a lot of crystalline quartz in there because he recognized the energetics of quartz and how, how it can be a positive experience in the shower. Very cool. And so in addition to, if you just had the shower head alone, it does have energetic component to it with crystalline quartz. And then it has almost a pound of KDF 55, which is a lot more than most shower filters, but it's not going to, I mean, KDF 55 doesn't remove, you know, it's not the end all be all no shower filter, um, especially for fluoride, any shower, any fluoride filter shower head out there that claims to remove fluoride usually does so for a few showers. It's very, mm -hmm. you have to have quite a bit of media to remove fluoride to a, on a significant level for that long. They usually only last a few weeks and then you're still filtering other, other stuff. So we decided not to address the fluoride component on here just because it's not feasible. If we're being honest and transparent, it's not feasible for that long. And so we've just addressed sort of broad spectrum contaminants and then putting the water into a higher, higher energy state. And so, um, and then also using a lot of KDF 55 to be able to filter, you know, for an entire family for Super six cool. months to a year. Yeah. I'm excited to try it myself. So <clears throat> what is the best way for someone to figure out which system is a good fit for their home, their business, or their farm? So our farming side is separate. That all goes through my dad, who's the owner, um, that just, he's just, he's knowledgeable with agriculture. Mm -hmm. The rest of us are knowledgeable with the residential side. Agriculture is sort of his baby. And so they go through him. Um, the, uh, do they our, call? Do they email? Um, usually email is best, mm -hmm. um, but they can call as well. They can okay. call the number on the site and then they can, they'll be, they can get redirected to um, Gary. But it's always a real person that answers. We don't use uh, press one for this, press two for that. If, if we're available, <laughs> you're getting a human. <laughs> so, Great. Great. Um, but if you're just unsure what you want and you're just like, I kind of just want to talk with someone and figure out what might be the best for me with my budget and all this stuff, you call the number on the site and uh, Jordan or Angel will be able to guide you best. When it comes to whole house stuff, uh, we're very careful how we recommend that. So we require a questionnaire to be filled out that says basically how many bathrooms do you have? How big is your house? What's your address? Stuff like that. And then we have a, a chemist and an engineer that will actually look over that. And these guys have worked in the water filtration industry, just mainstream water filtration for decades. So they're very, very knowledgeable with, um, with what someone would need. But the questionnaire is on our site under our whole house systems if they wanted to figure out like what they would need. And those are free. And it's nice because if someone's just like, well, 
I just want to see what, what they'd recommend. You know, people will shop around and in the process of shopping around, they'll go fill out a questionnaire and they'll get this tailored recommendation. So it's nice. Yeah. Awesome. And we will be sure to put the links to the website, which is greenfieldwater.com, as well as the phone number in the show notes and the description below. So after getting to know the intention behind this company, I am confident that you all are not doing this just to sell a product and make money. In fact, I would argue that's not your intention at all. Uh, you work with a lot of people who have been through really arduous healing journeys and and are on a never ending quest to heal. So what do you think is most important for people to understand about their health? Um, I think that if you're setting out on a journey to, to fix chronic illness or even, you know, something shorter term, you have to start with water. Um, water carries, if you're drinking normal, U.S. tap water, there are so many things in the water at such high levels that are going to offset your endocrine system. They're going to offset proper functioning of your organs and your body, um, how your cells communicate with each other. And, you know, this is something that is the most effective way to start your journey is starting with water and it doesn't have to be that expensive. And you're going to notice things pretty quick once you start cleaning your water. Um, and so I think it's important for people to start there because you can, you can throw a lot of different natural remedies at a chronic illness and you're kind of just going to be maintaining or not getting very far if you're still ingesting all the stuff that's probably causing a lot of these root health issues anyways. So I think water is a good place to start. That's where I would start personally. And, you know, in the people that I've witnessed go that direction, usually have really much better outcomes when done hand in hand with their other remedies and other things they're doing lifestyle wise. But Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I agree. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us on this episode. I just wanted to share a moment of gratitude. I'm so grateful for what you and your entire family are doing with this company, uh, the intention that you have behind what you are creating, and that it's not just taking uh, people in mind, it's taking the environment in mind, and you're really revolutionizing the process with which we create better water for ourselves and for the world. So much appreciation and gratitude to you, Zach. Uh, thank you for your time. And if you are interested in learning more about Greenfield Water, be sure to visit greenfieldwater.com. Thank you so much for having me too. It was really good. Wow. That was an incredible episode with Zach Greenfield. And I truly hope you gained a new perspective on the importance of structured water and how it can improve your health. Be sure to subscribe to my channel and share this episode with a friend. My intention for hosting this podcast is to help you discover a new dimension of wellness and see your healing journey in a new light. So you can feel empowered to take your health back into your hands. If this episode resonated with you and you're thinking a Greenfield water system is exactly what you need in your life, you can get 10% off your purchase with my discount code STEF10. That's S-T-E-F-10. 
10 by visiting greenfieldwater.com. I know you're going to love it and I can't wait to hear about your results. Join me for more new episodes of Quantum Conversations. Until next time.